and I'm going to start it right now. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! miss my hay but uh this wow. is asinine radio this is the weekly music podcast this is the one where we take uh the band that we're doing for the week and that is queen this week and we rank their albums but we're only going to do, going to be doing their first seven records so everything they put out in the 70s from queen one until jazz through jazz so we're going to go from worst best to the best but before we do that um we're going to do our six degrees with tom DeLong. if you don't know what that is uh it's th- like six degrees of kevin bacon but with tom DeLong, uh relating it back to queen so um while we're doing this go to itunes go rate review and subscribe to us on there follow us on social media at asinine radio and if you didn't already know my name is tyler and way out there hundreds of miles away way out there in the ether is jeff so uh let's just jump into the six degrees of tom DeLong. uh jeff was negligent this week and um did not do this <laughs> so <an> idiot <laughs> i got two i got two so i'll just run through these real quick oh, wow, you're um oh i'm super fucking annoying so we're gonna start from from queen and we'll get to tom DeLong, like i said before uh so we're gonna start with adam lambert uh he is the current singer for queen he's been with queen for i think the last six years or so and um yeah, so we go. We start with Adam Lambert, and then we go to cut. We the connection there is uh, American Idol and Kelly Clarkson. Kelly Clarkson won the very first American Idol, and Adam Lambert was also on Amer- and won American Idol. I think like ten years ago or some shit. Uh, so we have that, and then we go from Kelly Clarkson to Josh Freese because Josh Freese played on six of her records. She has like something like thirteen records, and he's played on six of them. So go Cl- Kelly Clarkson to Josh Freese who has played with Blink and all that good stuff. So there's our first connection to Tom DeLonge. Mm. I couldn't believe he played on six of her fucking records. That's that's very surprising. Yeah. He played like on her first four and then two random ones, like maybe 10 years ago or something like that. Man, Kelly Clarkson is... Uh, Kelly Clarkson is something else. I, I, I really... I, I dig her. I dig her. Yeah. She's a fantastic singer fantastic singer but she doesn't write her own music I, I figured that out when i was going through a wiki today I re- looking at all the songwriters she's just one of those artists where she does she doesn't do that much and then there's like probably 40 people that play on her record dude fucking which is unfortunate since you've been gone was it written by her and it was produced by you know sexual predator dr luke oh yeah you're right yeah so you're you totally know. right and then it was covered by a day to remember years later yeah, but her the acoustic version of "Since You've Been Gone." Oh, that one is killer, so killer! Good. It is so fantastic. <laughs> her voice is her voice is perfect on that. And then just mix that with the the acoustic. Yeah, it's so good. So uh, this next one we have here, we start with Brian May, the guitarist for Queen. He played on a song called "Someone to Die For," that was on the Spider Man Two soundtrack. <laughs> uh, also on that on that album <laughs> on that soundtrack was the band The Lost Prophets. 
they, they did a song on there. And uh, former drummer of the band, played, played very briefly with the band, was Elon Rubin, mm. uh, who is the current drummer for Angels and Airwaves. So that's how we get from Brian May to uh, Tom DeLong. Pretty easy peasy stuff. Yeah, that right was there. really easy. Yeah, <laughs> really fucking easy. Once I found that that he did a random song on that soundtrack, I'm like, okay, I'm going to easily find a connection there. And sure enough, a direct connection, almost direct connection. Huh. So, Yeah, I, 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 I actually, f- I, w- I was going to do a theme. I was going to only use Queen's uh, manager that they hated. I was only going to use him <laughs> and, then, and then do stuff that I fucking totally forgot and dropped yeah. the ball. So that, that's fun. That's fine. I mean, I guess, you know. Yeah, good times. That was, all, that, that was a good bit. Yeah, great. <laughs> I mean, it would have been cool to, to see those connections, but <laughs> like I said, you were, uh, you were negligent this week, but that's fine. Um, so then let's start with our rankings. So like I said, we're doing the first seven Queen records uh, from Queen 1 until Jazz, so all their stuff from the 1970s. So, and we're also going to name our favorite song, if you didn't already know. So what do you got, Jeff, for uh, the worst Queen, re- Queen record from the 70s? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do mine, and then at the very end, before you do yours, I'm gonna say what yours is. Okay. Because okay. uh, <laughs> okay. it'll be funny. So so um, the only Queen record in the '70s that I don't like half of mm-hmm. is uh, "A Day at the Races," their fifth album, right after "A Night at the Opera." Side side A of this album is fucking forgettable, man. It is just not. It is lame. It is. It's almost not even good, but but side B starts off with somebody to love, which is such oh, a song. banger, and then the rest of it is damn good. But man, side A is really, oh, it was it's really bad. It's really <laughs> boring. It's really fucking just <laughs> stupid. It's 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 chasing the coattails of opera, and it's 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 just pathetic. Um, but anyway, my 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 favorite my favorite song from Day at the Races because I have. I have all their 70s stuff on vinyls. Crazy. Because I'm gangster like that, I guess. Well, um, but but my favorite lame, song but is, okay. is, is Good Old Fashioned Lover Boy. Dude, killer vocal <laughs> performance. And I love how playful May's guitar is with Freddie's vocals. And like I've always loved this song. It's just it's so lighthearted and it's so it doesn't really take itself too serious, but it's man, is that catchy. So what so you didn't like any of the songs from Side A? No. No, not at all. Not even tie your mother down. Mm-mm. Huh? Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's what you got for number seven is a day at the races. Yeah. Um. So I mean, so then what you want to try to guess what mine is now? Or I think what? I think yours is also a day at the races. You hit the nail on the head, baby. Day yeah. at the races is their worst record. This is one I probably won't ever go back to, except for the two hits off of this one, because it was it was a direct. It was like the B-sides of A Night at the Opera, even though it wasn't, but it sounded like it was. Uh, it was just, it, it was forgettable, minus those two songs, Good Old Fashioned Lover Boy and Somebody to Love. Oh, and then Tie Your Mother Down, which I knew that song, but I never was a huge fan of it. But yeah, Somebody to Love, dude, I, I love that song too. But overall, the album, I would never get it on vinyl, never, ever get it on vinyl. Just not worth it, but... Yeah, just okay. It's All not right. that good. It, it's really I was I was kind of dreading the rest of the listen through after this record. I I really was. I was yeah, pretty me, disappointed. Yeah, well, what did you have like two? Yeah, only like two more after this. So yeah, well, that's two more that I was very unsure of. 
No, there was no. Oh, yeah, you're right. There's two. There's two. Sorry. But anyway, so what do you got for your number six? Uh, my number six is Queen Two, their second album. This is okay. uh, 1974. I, I didn't think this was like inherently bad. It was. It was honestly. This was just too focused on being extravagant, and the music suffered. It was really up its own ass, without any like major hits or melodies to back it up. There were a lot of like really cool parts, like uh, like March of the Black Queen, like clearly contained parts that would later be reused and repurposed for Bohemian Rhapsody. So there was, I know it was it was cool, and and this this was at a time when Brian May was sing was was saying that they were dubbing so much in the studio that the sixteen track tape they were using was completely <laughs> turning like transparent. Yeah, that's and, crazy. I mean that that's gonna that's gonna like quadruple down later on, but that that's that's cool. Like like Queen Two, Queen Two is is what they thought. Queen Two is what they probably thought like a night at the opera was was going to be, and it just mm. it just didn't click because there was nothing, there was really nothing there. But yeah. but I will say, the Fairy Feller's Master Stroke from Queen Two. This is top five Queen for me. It's, you think so? It's a perfect song. It's everything. Everyone's doing a little bit. Everyone really shines. Everyone gets their time to shine and break through to the front. And Mercury's vocals on this, his melody is just absolutely amazing. And it's just mm-hmm. like, it's a rad, epic, perfectly condensed into a digestible shorter track. Didn't need to be eight minutes long, like on, on one song on our album. And it's, you know, it's... It's good. It's a fantastic prog rock song, and and dude, some of Deacon's bass lines are just fucking phenomenal. Fantastic stuff. Killer stuff. <sighs> okay, so what do you think? I mean, I guess what do you, what do you think is my number six? I think news is your number six. News. Yeah. News of the world. Well, it's not. It's actually Queen Two. Queen oh, Two is my, that was my. I swear to God, that was my fucking second guess. I was <laughs> yeah, Queen, Queen Two. two. Yeah, it's um I, I will say the first half is uh is much worse than the second half. Uh I mean my favorite song is Ogre Battle and but the the thing that really kind of threw me I the, the one thing about this record that I didn't really like was how ballad heavy it was. Queen 1 was very much more prog rock and just rock and roll, I guess. But this one was way more ballady and I just I don't like ballads. Even when Queen does it, I rarely like it that much. So uh yeah that that's pretty much this album it, it it's it's forgettable really the, this album's forgettable outside of like the riff and ogre battle which is a really good song a really good riff uh it's just that that song in general is just heavier it's a bit more aggressive it doesn't really fit with the rest of the record but it's it's the best part of it and for for a forgettable record this is another one i would never buy ever ever buy so there you go that that's my number six is queen too i just it's not Do for you- me do you want to know how much I spent on all all eight of my Queen records? Probably like thirty bucks. Twenty seven. You're an idiot. You're such an <laughs> ass, dude. Such an ass. Like th- this one, I picked up earlier because, um, like, people said that it's really good, and I was, I was, I, I was kind of just getting. I bought jazz first, and I was kind of just getting into it. But this this one I bought second because it was like six dollars. Hmm. I was like, okay, everyone says this one's really good. And I was like, okay, this is pretty good. And then I started getting into the better stuff, but whatever. So number five for me is News of the World. News of the World, which I think, I guess, is going to be your your number five also. Okay. Well, you don't know that. Yeah. Okay. 
This is their sixth album, 1977. <laughs> Dude, this one's not bad. This one's not bad at all. Even the well-played songs, even the well-played-out songs, which I don't, I don't hear a lot because I don't watch a lot of like movies. I don't know if they still play them in the movies, and I definitely don't listen to any radio whatsoever. So yeah. listening to Rock You and Champions, man, those are fun songs, and I don't even care. Like I, I know I've heard these songs maybe even like more than any other song in history because they're just everywhere in movies and, and other mainstream media. But mm, can't get I, don't, I don't even fucking care, man. They are banger of songs. They are so fun. And then right after it jumps into Sheer Heart Attack, which they've already done the album. But like, dude, that's just a really rad punk rock song. It and is. It's, it's super fast. Dude, it's, it's just, it's fantastic. And News of the World, I don't want to, like, I know this is ranked low for me, but this is a pretty banger of an album. And I'm super glad that I picked this up. Actually, was this was this was free. This is one of the bins, but um, my my, I don't even know why I throw those out there. I think I have to throw them out there just to piss you off. Yeah, pretty much. That's fine though. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm gonna keep the magma record. I know. I just thought of that too. I just keep thought it up. Of that. Keep it up, bud. That's funny. Keep it up, bud. That's, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame. Actually, no. You already deleted the prices. So once those prices are deleted, it's final, baby. I have the final say. I have, well, actually, I don't even have the record in my hands because it's still at the record store. But that's the new standard. Yeah. Once those prices are deleted, it's final. <laughs> my favorite song is is John Deacon's song, Deacon John. Um, Who needs you? It has this weird like mm-hmm. Caribbean influence to it. I I never even heard this song, and it's it's fun and like crazy catchy. And dude, May's acoustic guitar playing is top notch. Like the guy, the guy slays at playing the guitar. He's just really really good. He has such a unique sound, but he can also play a really mean acoustic guitar. It's true. You're totally right, man. I, underrated guitar player for sure. Especially, oh, dude. We'll, we'll get more into the dynamics of this band because it's frustrating for sure. Uh, so that was your number five. My number five. What do you think my number five is, actually? Uh, so I thought news. So it has to be news. Is it? Yeah. Is that really what you think? Yeah. No, fucking it's, guy nah yeah. it's uh it's queen one it's their first record wow that's my that's my number five so this one um this is a good record this is that this is where i kind of started to like the band and uh and this was it's very unfocused very unfocused but it has that like it still has like a fun feel to the entire record because you know it's their first record and you know they're kind of playing kind of sloppy and it, it's all over the place the only real negative thing I have to say about this one is the 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 drum sounds. It sounds like Roger Taylor is playing on a fucking empty plastic trash bin. Like it's it's they're, they sound terrible. I I couldn't believe how bad it sounds. And but other than that, it's it, it's a good good rock record. And um, there's some bangers. So like the the modern time rock and roll. I mean, this is a straight up fast rock song, just full of energy. I love that. But then the one that really surprised me is the the song "Son and Daughter" because it it just it has so much Black Sabbath influence into it, and it's so kind of just kind of like trudges along, kind of that that doom metal that Sabbath had started to to mess around with at the beginning, and that that's those two songs just are fantastic. So this is a good record. Queen One is a really good record. Enjoy okay. it. I enjoy Queen it. One. Wow. Queen One. Yeah. A little so, low, but okay. <laughs> so what do you got for number four? Uh, the album of the week, Opera, Night at the Opera. That's that's 
I mean, it almost Hello. lost. It almost lost to News of the World, to be honest. It did. Wow. But um, yeah, Night of the Opera, number four. Their fourth album, actually. That's disappointing. That's disappointing. Okay. I will so be then, disappointed um, that's in your top three. So. Well, it might not be. But so what do you think my number four is? What do you think? Uh, so I had your number four at actually the album of the week, uh, Opera. Night at the Opera? But well. That can't happen. I mean, I guess it could happen, technically. Well, yeah, it ahead. is not a Night at the Opera. The opera. It is actually Sheer Heart Attack. That is my number four. So this Damn, is their third I'm, record. You're fucking surprising me. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> uh, so this one was, this one I I really enjoyed. It, it had a lot of like very upbeat songs. It, it, well, overall, it was, had a lot of variety. It, it was very focused. Had a lot of variety. It did have the ballads, which I was a little bummed about, but everything else made up for it. So you have your fast and upbeat songs some, with some of the quirky stuff. Uh, I will say though, you're kind of right because this, I might, I might as well just spoil it for you. My number three is a night at the opera. So this one kind of is in the same spot as night, a night at the opera. They kind of, they could easily flip flop. Let's just say that. Okay. They could easily flip flop. Both are very good, but they're, they're really on, on the same, same level here. Uh, my favorite song is my favorite Queen song, and that's Stone Cold Crazy. Uh, it's just, it's an absolute classic. Like nothing more to say. It's it's kind of like a it kind of it almost reminds me of Communication Breakdown from Led Zeppelin. It has that same kind of feel with the palm mutes, the fast palm mutes, and stuff like that. It's it's a banger, and I think I've heard this version just as many times as I've heard the Metallica cover because the Metallica cover is really cool too. And uh, yeah, this is it's my favorite Queen song. Stone Cold Crazy from Sheer Heart Attack. That's my number four. So what do you got for number three? Okay. Wow. <laughs> Sheer Heart Attack is low. I, I pegged that as your number one. Really? Interesting. I did. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's because you're a little cock. You know, I like this song because Metallica did it. Like, I, I know you. I know you. You're such an idiot. I well, you that. obviously don't know me. Oh, you, I you, mean, you, I knew you half always, of you, you always, because you said my favorite song is the one Metallica does. Cause it, I've heard that song because <sighs> that's a great song. Is it not a good song? <sighs> You love Metallica too. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, you fucking dude. talk about how you like St. Anger. Get the hell Change out of here. Change the record. It's Zero it's credibility looping. over here. It's looping. Zero. Life of Lupe. Zero credibility over here. This fucking guy. So what do you got for number three? Their, their, their debut. Their self-titled. Their first. Queen. Queen's <laughs> queen. Queen, queen. Queen, queen. This is, this is rad. This is not, a, I mean, this is not as polished as, as any of their stuff after this. But man, there's like it's it's weird and exciting. Like the mm-hmm. song, the song "Doing All Right" shows like them writing around Freddie to kind of showcase his singing. But then they also try and bring like the heat with the fast-paced transitions. And th- this was an album done by a band who didn't quite yet fully commit to their operatic thematics, like mm-hmm. that sound. And they tried to be really prog, but then they really tried to like utilize Freddie's voice and and work around it. It was it was a work in progress and it was dude it was very choppy. It uh it 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 could have used probably like six more months in the studio. But because of that I think there's a lot of charm to it. And Queen can oh man, especially like into the eighties, Queen can be up their ass so fucking far that they can't even get out anymore. And this is <laughs> like this is the this is the beginning of that, and it's I think it's really cool. I, I think it's it, it's fun to see a band for I mean for whatever it's worth. Like 
it sounds like they struggled for this one. They struggled to write songs that were really, really good because they just they didn't they didn't know where they were at the time. This is the debut album, mm-hmm. like this is their first album, and and they weren't even a band for that long before this. So, given all of that, this is this is pretty damn good. But even even without all that, like this is still a really fucking good album, and it's it's like really hard rock, and it it slays, fucking mm-hmm. slays. And my favorite song was the Roger Taylor written one, Modern Times Rock and Roll. Dude, this is fucking early, like, speed metal. It's, <laughs> it, I mean, it's not like what we know as, like, good metal yeah. stuff, but, dude, it's damn fun. And it's maybe even, like, the very last time that the band truly had fun playing a cheap jam. Damn, dude. Queen, it's a good song. Queen, it is a banger. Queen, Queen's Queen is just, it's, it's a fucking banger. It is so damn good. I was... I bought this one for five dollars. <laughs> I fucking grace. I get it for five dollars. I get it for five. I would hope you buy any queen for five dollars. Ah, uh, no, I wouldn't get day at the races. I and I wouldn't get queen too. You, for no, five, you're talking for five dollars. No, I know no, you would. No. I, you're, now you're, I you're, wouldn't. You're, you're putting on the front like you're trying to impress the honeys. I don't know what you're doing, but <laughs> like you, you saw day at That's the all races I do, baby. for five dollars, you'd pick it up. I know you would. I wouldn't. I'm not stupid. Oh, you win. So that was your number three. Uh, my number three, like I said, Night at the Opera. We'll get into that on the main episode. So then, uh, what do you got? Or what do you think? Oh, I know. So what do you got for number two? What do you? I thought I thought your number three was going to be jazz. Oh, really? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So so far, like the only thing that I'm I'm really far off on is sheer heart attack. And another like. album. And too, news. But. I can't fucking believe. I, I almost yeah. think like you're just putting news so high. Just be like, see, I do like fucking Queen outside of Rock You and Champions. Even though <laughs> half, your, half of your explanation is going to be shitting on those two songs. And the other half is going to be why you <laughs> like the rest of it. So my number two. <laughs> my, oh, my number God. two is Sheer Heart Attack. Their third album. This is the dude Queen. So Queen did it first here. Like this is this is Queen being Queen. The first time they ever did it, it's a mm-hmm. it's a perfect combination of like their crazy layering and then just really good songwriting. Queen's Queen had like good songwriting, but kind of shitty layering. Queen Two was kind mm-hmm. of a lot of layering, but shitty songwriting. But Sheer Heart Attack was like a good combination of both of them. This album has has all of their best tricks and techniques, and and still keeps their hard rock edge. There's there's a pretty diverse array of songs here too, like from the thrashy Stone Cold Crazy, to like mm-hmm. the polka dance number of, of Bring Back That Leroy Brown, and it's just a really really <laughs> good album. But I don't know, you're fucking stupid because you're trying to like be a tough guy in front of your friends right now. But Killer Queen, <laughs> like you're, I'm not even gonna mention Killer song. Queen because I'm a tough I love guy. That song. Who's in your room right now? Are there people in your room right now you're trying to impress? I, there's like seven people it? in this oh, room. Okay, right that's now. why. That's why. Yeah. So I, I, won't, I, won't, I won't say too much, but Killer Queen. <laughs> dude, duh. Like, how, we've. Hello? Killer <laughs> Queen. Know. Caviar and cigarettes. We base our know. entire fucking musical career off of this song, off a line in this song. It's Even the original name of this podcast was called Caviar and Cigarettes. That is. Like, the, our first band name was Caviar. Oh, not, ta- well, not, not really. First. One of yeah. the first iterations of our band was Caviar and Cigarettes, and it's, it is a perfect song. 
and it's dude the solo like I don't even like solos but I like all of Brian May's solos it's superb it's so fun it's it's layered over some cool piano lead parts and it just it makes it like this weird dueling instrumental solo between the piano and the guitar it's it's playful and just perfectly executed it's a top five song for sure Damn definitely it. top five queen yes I mean it fucking better be I'd say it's probably my Killer Queen is probably my second favorite Queen song. It's good. It's so, good. So your top two favorite Queen songs are from Sheer Heart Attack. Yeah, correct. Okay. Correct. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's even crazier? Probably my in the, within the top, there's one song in my top five that is not on any of the 70s Queen records. Oh, it's probably under pressure because you're a cuck. No, no, no it's, it's not under pressure. Under pressure. What, what, is, what is under it? Pressure. I want to break free. Really? One of the, one of the coolest guitar solos of all time. His guitar tone on that song and that solo it it's like butter. Like it's it's absolutely perfect. A perfect solo, perfect guitar tone, everything. Ooh. I love that song. And just that that the entire that entire the way that that song is just played and Freddie's vocals, I dude that song is amazing. I love that song. Okay. All right. Yeah. Super weird, I know, but I'm dead. That album fucking sucked, man. The works that album was trash. <laughs> I almost wanted to listen to that record because I like that song so much, but I just I didn't have time. Not just did not, couldn't do they it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, so then, uh, so that was your number two. What do you? I guess what do you think my number two is? I, I thought your number two would be their first Queen's Queen because of its its sloppiness and its I guess DIY approach to their later stuff. Okay. I mean, it's a good guess. It is a good but, guess, but but now I guess it would be it would be jazz. Yeah, jazz, jazz is my uh, is my number two. Their their seventh record, last of the nineteen seventies. Uh, this one was was a lot more fun than I thought because I didn't really like that Mustafa song when you made me listen to it what, like a month ago. I just couldn't get into it, but the rest of the record makes up for that. Well, this that is song's the whole really record cheesy. when you were here. Did we? Oh my god! I don't. I really don't remember listening to it. <laughs> oh, and I didn't make you listen to that Mustafa song. I, li- I made you listen to a different song. <laughs> Dead on What's time it? was the other one that made you listen. Oh, to. okay, that's right, that's right. That's when right, you were right. here, you, we played that song, and you, you know, whatever. It's yeah. a good song. Though. Okay, Mustafa's not. It's not. It's not that great of a song. It's really uh, good. <laughs> it's uh, it, it, it's a pretty exciting record. Um, I don't. It's it. It was it was really good through and through. I don't really have anything bad to say about it. Um, there's a lot of influences, but not as much as I feel my number one pick is. Um, so I don't know. It, it's really surprising that like, you have know, seven records later and they make like a, this solid of a record. And then the song Don't Stop Me Now is on it and Dead on Time. Dead on Time is another one. You know, it's it's a very fast song. Great riff there. Some great drum rolls. Super catchy chorus. That's a, that's a banger. Dead on time, and then don't stop me now. Those I I those are tied for me, right here because they're they're just too good, damn. too damn good. So yeah, jazz is my number two, my number two. Okay, I'm fucking I'm fucking surprised. <laughs> Why? But I still think you're gonna shit on the two songs and then praise the rest of it. So that's, that's possible. Right. So. What do you got for number one? Uh, number one is, for me is jazz. Jazz is uh, I think this is cover too, by the way. this is uh, I love the cover. I love the cover. Here the cover reminds me so much of, of of Blue Oyster Cult's second album. 
it's black and white completely. There's a lot of circular and movements and shapes, and then there's a hot pink in there. Mm-hmm. And like, dude, I love that shit. The cover alone is is killer. I love it. But this is a true overlooked gem. This this dude setting the record up with the quirky Mustafa in the in the beginning, mm-hmm. great, absolutely great. But then like carrying that quirkiness throughout most of the album, that's what's truly legendary. Some of Queen's best songs are here. Like Bicycle Race is one of those songs that people love so much, but you Good. don't even realize how fucking weird it is. You don't realize how bizarre it is, how how unique it is, how how unlike 1978 it is. <laughs> true. It's true. it's 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 just as like weird and prog rock as like a lot of the stuff the big prog bands were doing in the 70s. But it's presented in kind of like a more lighthearted, goofy way, like clearly, but Man, it is fucking bizarre. But side <laughs> dude, side B of jazz is perfect. 100%. Hands down. Whatever. With the exception of Jealousy on side A, this album is perfect. Absolutely. Okay. I je- like like so my my favorite song is Dead on Time. Dead on Time is my favorite. It's actually what inspired me to finally dig deeper into Queen. And I heard it when I was at Nichols, a local record store. They were playing it. I was like, oh, this is a cool little fucking like old school punk band. Like, what is this? I had no idea. I never heard Queen be this cool before. To be fair, I never really heard Queen outside of like the 25 songs that I know. Yeah. But true. I, I so I, I asked him, I was like, what is this? He's like, oh, this is Queen, dude. And I was like, oh, dude, like this is this is great. Like, how much is this one? Oh, it's not for sale. Swear to God, dude. I was like, <laughs> how much is this? Oh, it's not for sale. Like, Why the fuck are you playing it then? Like, oh, do you have do you have another copy? <laughs> so annoying. Like, uh, we might we, we might have a new copy over in the Queen section. I go over there. Nope, not there. So okay, like, are you sure you don't want to sell this one? No, this is my personal copy. I'm not for sale. Oh, that's so annoying. Uh, oh, it's so fucking annoying. That's I mean, oh, that's just that's just like that's such bad business. Oh, it's so mm-hmm. irritating. I'll never forget that. But whatever. Yeah, man, I, I picked this one up. For like ten, this this is the most expensive Queen album I've bought. It was ten dollars. <sighs> You're so stupid. And so uh, dumb. I mean, he's got yours. You know, yeah, you got a nice copy now too. So you know, don't worry about it. But but um, oh. I don't know, man. Like this 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 album is just this album is is beyond me. This album is so is so diverse. And like you said, "Don't Stop Me Now" is also a very peculiar and weird song, but it's presented in a very traditional way. But mm-hmm. if you really break down Don't Stop Me Now, it's fucking weird. It's it's choppy and, and bizarre. And it's, dude, it's like Queen did so much before this and they still released jazz. And jazz is not even like one of their popular albums. It's kind of like no, ret- I, retroactively been praised by all these little cucks that said it was shitty when it came out. But <laughs> dude, jazz is something else, man. Jazz is good. It is good. I had never heard of this record prior to you buying it i never knew it existed just because i i mean what a dumb name for a record and then what a dumb cover like i just i i would have <laughs> never ever thought it was queen ever but i it's, I had, it's good it's solid it's solid i had never heard any of their of their albums in their entirety prior to collecting records same same here it's always been the greatest hits but like do we up. so I, I went through like the iconic Queen's Greatest Hits 1 and 2 that were released in like the 90s, like 92 or whatever it was. Yeah. there's I think there's like 17 or 18 songs on the first record and then the same 17 or 18 on the second record. And I know, so you know, all the 18 songs on the first record and then like half of the ones on the second. 
So to say that we've never listened to a full Queen record is that's one thing, but take it with a grain of salt because we we legit know and probably could sing along to most, if not the to entirety, every one of those songs of like twenty five other songs. Yeah, no, you're totally right. I know every word to Bohemian Rhapsody, and not one part of that song repeats itself. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, it's so stupid, but I love it. I hate that I love um, this band so much. Well, okay, okay, I do I do? Okay, okay. Uh, so my number one, my number one, surprise, surprise, is News of the World, their I'm sixth fucking record. surprised. <laughs> this one, I I was very, very, very surprised myself that I like something this late in the game. And uh, <clears throat> I think it's because overall this album is just very, it's 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 very different from song to song. Uh, I mean, you, you, can't, you get the traditional Queen style. Uh, but then there's a lot of metal stuff. There's a lot of there's even some thrash on here. There's punk. There's the big anthem rock of uh, We Will Rock You and and uh, oh my god, champions. We are the champions. And then you also have the blues rock, and then you have some bossa nova in there. Like this this album is all over the place, but in a really good way. And as much as I don't like anthem rock, I mean those for the opening songs. I mean they are classics. In in the context of this album, it's good. It, it it's a good way to start out the record. But damn, I'm I'm sick of those songs. Outside of this album, I'm sick of those fucking songs. But uh, my favorite song on this one is uh, is a Roger Taylor song. It's uh, "Fight from the Inside." This one was actually written, sung, drummed, uh, bass playing, and the rhythm guitar was all by Roger Taylor. He pretty much did everything on this one. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a really good song. It reminds me a lot of uh, Led Zeppelin's "Trampled Underfoot." It kind of has that that kind of like stompy vibe to it. Kind of weird kind of rhythm going on there it's it's an interesting song i i really really like that one so that was my favorite one and and i mean i will talk about it on the main episode but i was really surprised at how good the non-freddie mercury songs were they were really good so um yeah you so do, that's my number one but you do like 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 listening to this album you did enjoy rock you and champions right yeah that, yeah in the context okay. of the record yeah like you, I mean, I, mean I, 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 I too would never, ever, ever listen to those songs outside of listening to this record because I can just turn on Mighty Ducks or some shit and fucking listen to them. But <laughs> yeah. listening to them on this record, I thought they were great. I think so too. Yeah. They're, they're good songs. They're great songs, but they're also songs that we've heard 10,000. Oh, I just fucking burped, but, but they're songs we've heard 10,000 times, you know? But I've just never. Fucking I, everywhere. I've, I haven't heard them like this since like I've actually played sports as a kid. I never <laughs> like every time after that, it's always been in like a, like a goofy environment. Like when, I, when I was listening to it this mm-hmm. week, it was just like, Oh, dude, these are really cool songs. And not like I was nostalgic for them in any way, but now I was able to put some distance between like my child self, you know, getting pumped up for a game. And now like I'm older, I don't need to pump myself up. I'm just like, damn, these are pretty fucking good songs. Like, yeah, these ain't bad. They really are. They're really good. They are really good songs. Just a shame they've been so overplayed. But uh, so, do we have anything else? I mean, we we got through them all. So, should we just get into the main episode? Yeah, that's 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 fine. Okay, so thank you to everyone for listening. Uh, go to iTunes, get rate review, rate review, and subscribe. Uh, subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. And uh, stay tuned for the main episode because we are getting into a night at the opera from Queen. So that's it. That's all. There we go.
David Jaffe. Brian May. <laughs>